Welcome, everybody, to Under the Fig Tree. My name is Bruce. And I'm Troy. And we're here again. We're glad that you're here with us listening in. We have a fascinating conversation, I think, for you today. We're, go- we're calling this one Drop the Mic. Drop the Mic. Manipulation, Intimidation, and Control. And we're going to deal with those three things and talk about it a little bit, and, and we hope you get a lot out of it. Troy, what, what do you think about this, this conversation? I know we talked about this for a little while. We've been talking about this for a good little while, just in spurts and regular conversation, you know, off and on for a number of years. Uh, I think when we look at it, the manipulation, intimidation, and control uh, is is prevalent. Yeah. Uh, not just in our, in our society, but it's also prevalent in a lot of our churches. Yes, uh, I agree. I can go a little further. It's prevalent in a lot of our families. Yes. Uh, it's prevalent in a lot of our workplaces, different things like that. So, I think it's something that we do need to address, and it, it may make some people uncomfortable, which we're actually perfectly fine with that. We, we are. <laughs> uh, and you know what I say, Troy, all the time. Anyone listening is is perfectly powerful to to um, to disagree. Absolutely. You know, we're not here to, you know, to make people see it the way we see it. Absolutely. We just want to try our best to deliver you know, truth from the Word of God, not necessarily from our opinion. So with that, so when we look at those three characteristics, those three characteristics are consistent Yes, with witchcraft that we see in the it, Bible. It is. It's consistent. Manipulation, intimidation, it control. Is. I would go even as far as saying domination. Yeah. Uh, when you try to dominate somebody's will, it's yeah. all consistent Sure. Uh, with witchcraft. And one of the things I started looking at uh, to, to kick off the conversations in 1 Kings 18, okay. and we have to deal with this woman named Jezebel. Which Let's go there. We start talking nowadays about the Jezebel spirit. Every yeah. spirit is not a Jezebel spirit. That's right. You know, But there are some. That, that we encounter that do operate in that. And you know what? I, if I could jump in real quick, sure. I want to make this point concerning the Jezebel spirit. Spirits aren't gender. Spirits don't have gender. No, they don't. So even though we talk about the Jezebel spirit because of the demonic presence or the demonic influence of a woman named Jezebel, Correct. But I'd like to throw that in when we talk about Jezebel so that no one thinks that we're just talking about, you know, we're talking about it from a position of gender. We're, we're not. We're talking about a spiritual influence that people yield to, male f- or female. That's right. So I wanted to just throw that in there real quick. So it, these are one, some of the great stories, and I'm glad you threw that in there. Some of the great stories about Elijah, uh, you'll find those in First Kings, but Elijah's having to deal with this. Yes, queen mm-hmm. uh, that Ahab brought in. And Ahab brought in Jezebel for political reasons. Right. He wanted to increase his political prowess in a region. Not that that doesn't happen. Right. You <laughs> that know, never people happens. People never, they never compromise for things. That no, never happens. No. But this is what Ahab did. He, he knew what true worship was supposed to be. Yes. And what he ended up doing was merging the true worship with something that was profane. Yes. And incidentally, I, I remember I was preaching at a at a women's conference, which one of the best things I've ever done in my yeah. life was I yeah, got a chance to awesome. preach at a women's conference. That's awesome. But while my wife and I were in the room at the conference before it started, we were praying. God gave me something at the time. He said, anytime that you try to take something pure and mix it with the profane, yes. expect Jezebel to show up. Oh, yeah. Because you're creating Boy. that 
environment well, for that it. sounds you know? like something the Lord told me we'll get to later. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at what Ahab was doing, and Ahab just sold out. Yeah. Completely sold out, and it just didn't turn out well for him. Right. So what? Uh, incidentally, what you end up having is you have Jezebel controlling yes. the nation. Yes. But she's controlling the nation through Ahab. Yes. And this is one of the things these spirits would do. There's the control part. But look at how she controlled the people. One of the things she did, and if you start reading 1 Kings 18, I want to say it's right around verse 3 or somewhere around there. Okay. It starts talking about how she killed the prophets of yes. God. Yes. And then you remember the prophets had to hide in 50 in yes. each cave and all yep. this kind of stuff because they were on the run for their lives. These true prophets of God were on the run for their lives. Right. And this is how she intimidated so <laughs> you, you have all these things. You have all three of them. You have you have them here. Uh, the manipulation part was just her influence yep. over Ahab yep. and finding her way to get into the kingdom from the beginning. And now she's using that to get him to control the people. So she manipulates, he controls, yes. and she intimidates. Yes. You know, you have all of those present. Yes. And then you have to have a man of God that, that came up and say, hey, look, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. We got to do something about this. Yeah. Yeah, that's and good. This is what ends up happening, right? Yeah. So when you follow along in the story, what I like is you have a man of God, Elijah, yeah. who, the one thing I loved about Elijah, he just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, he does. There's no background to him or nothing like yeah. that. Yeah, poof, and, he's, and he's like, like there. boom, it ain't going to rain Yeah. until I say so. Right. And most of the time we look at that and we say, man, Elijah was, he was bad, man. He yes. Just, whatever he said, <laughs> God backed it. But the interesting thing about that is Elijah knew what God's already said. When you start following these false yes. gods and you start worshiping on these 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 altars and all this, he said, then I will shut up the heavens and I will cause it not to rain. So Elijah comes out. He sees everything is lining up to what God yes, said. What he said previously. Exactly what God said so, previously. So he can speak from a historical perspective Absolutely. per se because of he what God he knew. Lie. God had already Boom. done when those circumstances aligned, yep. he knew the result was going to be Just shut up the heavens, shut up the heavens, which was not a spiritual saying. No, it was, it, it was literally meant <laughs> you get no rain until I, until I say so. And so God shut up the heavens. Yeah. Elijah is confronted by Obadiah. Yes. Uh, he sends Obadiah to Ahab. The funny thing was Ahab shows up to speak to Elijah Elijah has no fear of him, right? Right. And Ahab says something real interesting to me. He says, oh, so you're the troubler of Israel, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You're the troubler. And Elijah answers back, no, I'm not the troubler. You're the troubler of Israel because of what you and your fathers have done. Yes. Right? Yes. So it's interesting to me that I don't know, I don't know if we really plan to go this way. Okay. But I, I think no, we're let's gonna go. going to be able to feed off of let's it. Let's go. But sometimes when you sit under that, yeah. then what comes, when the judgment comes to that, yes. it comes to you too. Yes. Because he wasn't the troubler of Ahab himself. He wasn't even the troubler of the house of Ahab. Right. He was the troubler of the whole country. Yes. The yeah. whole nation because yeah. of the witchcraft that he yeah. allowed to manipulate him and to get him into pagan worship. Yeah. So now well, really everybody good. has to suffer because they sit under that leadership. That, that's really good, man. And so it's really important what we're talking about today is being able to recognize these three characteristics, and I'll go a little step further. Okay. Even recognize if you're doing these things. Oh, boy. I think it's important to, to know that, and it's just it's an easy thing. Just repent. It's real simple. He's made it really simple, and that and that is the way you do it. You just repent and choose to stop doing it. Or even if you're so used to it, repent 
and ask Holy Spirit to show you how to stay out of it, yeah. how to stay clear of it, yeah. you know? And so, uh, yeah, that's good, man. That that's a that's a that's a good start. I like the fact that you mentioned because I think, from my vantage point, Troy, the word witchcraft is a scary word to a lot of a lot of believers. It is. Even the word deliverance, I think, <laughs> is scary a scary word, to, word a to a lot of believers. I got my quote fingers up, believers, <laughs> right? And so I'm glad that you mentioned that right up front. And so I want to connect something that you said earlier. And I said, wow, I, the Lord said this to me one day. And it sounds very much like, like something you said earlier. And you'll pick up on it. Uh, one day the Lord said to me and my wife, Robin, he said, any manipulation from the podium, mm-hmm. even if it's from delegated authorities in the local church, will open the door for witchcraft in that church. Mm. He said, and it's so weird because, you know, I get a lot of what I call glimpses. So some people may say a vision or what have you, right? But it's like I saw a signal go up. Mm-hmm. You guys who are listening must understand funny is funny to me. And, and sometimes I see some really weird things, but I don't think you'll lose the, the spiritual implication of it. Remember when the commissioner would put up the bat signal? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's kind of what I saw, but the signal went up into the heavenlies per se, based on someone standing behind the podium on a platform in a local church, expressing some level of manipulation, intimidation, and or control. Yeah. And what I believe the Lord said to me was the witches see it. And they mark that church as some place that they can go in and wreak havoc. And I thought that was extraordinary because I've actually seen it before, but didn't have a, it was like he allowed me to see the background, what's happening in the background that causes the things that I, that we we've seen in churches and heard in churches. So I wanted to throw that in there as well, man, because of something you said earlier, that's real interesting, man. So I'm going to keep using the words back and forth, manipulation, intimidation, control, witchcraft, okay? One of the things that he showed showed us was it's like there will be a sexual, sensual, lustful, even lascivious connection to that place almost every single time. Oh, boy. Almost every single time, and many times it's among the leadership, but not always because it trickles down, the trickle-down effect, yeah. right? When there's manipulation, yeah. Right. And then and then in my notes, <laughs> this 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 is funny. The next note says Jezebel loves contaminated places. Yeah. The Jezebel spirit loves contaminated places because the leader's shame and fear of being found out allows Jezebel to keep control. Man. It's kind of heavy. I know we're only a couple of minutes in. Yeah, just hang in there with us. Okay, just hang in there with us. It gets better, I think. Okay, the threat of shaming people is manipulation. Yeah. And therefore a form of witchcraft. The threat of withholding goods, services, even communication. I'm not talking to you. Yes, it is. Until you do what I want, right? Mm -hmm. The threat of withholding sex in a marriage. Yep. It's all manipulation, intimidation, control, a.k.a. witchcraft. Sorry, it is what it is. You so want to jump lot, in? Well, so uh, this is, it brings me to this point, okay, because this is something that I don't, I don't say it has to be handled 
delicately because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it has to be handled a certain way so that people understand, right? Yes. What we're saying, and I think you can agree to this too, there are a lot of people that operate in witchcraft but don't know it. But don't know it, But it right. doesn't change the fact. And, and it, it doesn't it, change the result. Exactly. So it's not like a, a lot of these folks are just openly just... I'm going to be, you know, real witchy or whatever. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, not not only that, Troy, but I think in some cases, in many cases, it's it's almost a tradition. Sure. If grandmama was a manipulator and mama followed, you know, watch grandmama manipulate granddaddy. And then and I think in some cases it literally gets passed down and nobody, you know, it's the old adage, right, about the, the ham, right? Yeah. You know, mama, why do you always cut off the end of the ham? Well, I don't know. Grandma did it. Mm-hmm. Grandma, why do you cut off the end of the ham? I don't know. My mama did it. Come to find out, it started because great-grandmama didn't have a big enough pan. Mm-hmm. There was It wasn't any deeper than that, right? So I think sometimes, and I agree with you 100%, I think sometimes it becomes a traditional thing sure. where you've watched someone that you that you know someone you believe in someone that's a leader especially if it's your parents or what have you right even a bigger sister or an aunt or an uncle and that becomes okay well that's how you get stuff yeah <laughs> you yeah, know man. what i'm saying that's it, that's how you get stuff it's learned behavior it's learned behavior yeah. exactly exactly yeah. man when someone suggests you will be cursed i'm going there troy Oh, say it. If someone suggests that you will be cursed if you don't tithe, that's a form of witchcraft because it doesn't line up with the word of God. It does not line up. With the let's word just of God. be, let's just talk real straight. It doesn't, it doesn't line up with the word of God. In, if, in case anybody's wondering what we're talking about, you know, we're, we're talking biblical. You go to our YouTube page. There's a teaching on there. It's a pretty good teaching. It's a very, very thorough, very good teaching. It's I've, about an hour and a half. I've sat um, through that teaching several times now. It's really, really, really good. Go check it concerning out. Concerning giving and tithing. It's 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 the best that I have seen um, and experienced, and I mean that sincerely. But all of that, I think, falls under the, the heading of what we're talking about today. Drop the mic. Drop it, man. It's not necessary. The manipulation, the intimidation, the control. I would even say this as an encouragement to our listeners. Drop it if you're if you're doing it. Certainly drop it if it's being done to you. Absolutely. But I think I think I think we named it appropriately. Drop the mic. Drop the manipulation, the intimidation, and the control. Whether you realize, oh my God, I'm the manipulator. Mm-hmm. I'm the intimidator. I'm the controller. Or whether you realize, oh my God, I'm being manipulated. I'm being intimidated. I'm being That's controlled. Right. Drop it either way. Yeah. God will give you the grace to do it. You said that earlier. Yeah. You brought out some great points there. I don't. Were you done, or you have some more no, points? No, I, I we'll come back. No, go ahead. I, I want to hear them because <laughs> I'm right. Well, I got you. I got one more in that little section. If yeah, anyone suggests you receive, listen. I know this is this. Oh boy, this is going to be real touchy, but I'm going to say it because we love you, listeners. Believe yeah. us, we love you, and we want your best. Even if we don't know you, even if we never meet you, we love you. That's the only reason we do this is because we're That's kingdom it. citizens and God put it on our hearts to get on the radio or get on a podcast and say things that are sometimes hard to be said and sometimes hard to hear. This is the next one. If anyone suggests you will receive a special, got my quote fingers up, mm-hmm. a special blessing after giving in that particular offering many times, I'm going to leave some room there. Yeah, yeah. Many times, 
that too is a form of manipulation, otherwise known as witchcraft. Yeah, man. You know, because anything can I can I sum it sum it up like this? Anything that anybody says, particularly if they are in a spiritual leadership position mm-hmm. that does not line up with the word of God, yeah, is in fear of. Can I? I I'll I'll give some leeway. Is at least in fear of having stepped over into some level of manipulation, intimidation, or control. Yep. Is, is that okay? Perfectly fine. Good. Uh, I think. Um, again, I, I need to. I need you guys to understand our heart. I think Bruce perfectly conveyed that we love you guys, and and we want you to walk in freedom. Yes. Right. Uh, just like God wants you to walk in freedom. Yes. And part of that walking in freedom is recognizing some of the things that are tied around your arms and your feet and sometimes even your neck. Yes. I, I know when you when you talked about that, Bruce, uh, just a few minutes ago about it being learned behavior. Yes. It just kind of got to me because I know there's listeners. Yes. Uh, that have grown up a particular way. And, yeah. And they've seen this in their parents or yep. they've seen this in their grandparents or aunts and uncles. And then uh, part of the, the downstream effect of that is that they begin to fracture friendships. Yes. And it seems like you, every time somebody gets close to you, yeah, they, they slip through your fingers. Yeah. And, and you got to ask yourself, number one, what's the common denominator in oh, all those boy. relationships, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that, it's me. Yeah. And next thing you have to say, okay, what am I doing wrong? Why did this person leave me? Why did I chase this one off? Why did... And sometimes it's because of that learned behavior. Sometimes it's it's because of that learned behavior, yeah. If you can't be my friend under certain conditions, if I have to make conditions for you to be my friend, you are in fact controlling that person. That's exactly right, And that's not a good thing. Either you're going to be that person's friend or not, but you can't. You can't say I'm your friend when you're doing this. Yes. And I'm your friend if you do this. That's right. But if you if you stop doing this thing, my dad taught me this a long time ago, and he said. He told, told me, he said, son, this is what happens with me. He said, I'm your friend, not me. He's talking about, you know, other people. Right. He told me one time, he said, I'm not interested in being your friend. He said, I got enough friends. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I got. I, Spoken like yeah. a true father. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> he said, you got enough friends. I got enough friends. He said, I'm not interested in being your friend. But either way, I just, I love my dad. Either way, Pop told me, he said, I'm your friend, even if you don't want to be mine. Yeah. So once wow. you, once I'm your friend, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yes. And I think we have to start looking at even friendships that way. Yeah. And start to unravel some of the things inside the friendships. Am I trying to? Is this person my friend, or am I their friend because of something I can get out of it? Right. Or or, or am I just your friend because we're just cool? And and, and, and you and you have to be willing. What I call being brutally honest. Brutally honest yes. with yourself and with God, man. Because then you know, because that's going to lead you into really looking at the motivation. Sure. What is my motivation? Sure. You know what I'm saying, what's my motivation for for wanting wanting to be in you know a friendship with this individual, or the other side? You know, sometimes this is how, this is how we say it in America. Sometimes you got you may have to look at people kind of you know, from the side of your eye per se, right? (laughs) And really be willing to ask the same question maybe pertaining to, and that's that dynamic of feeling manipulated. There's few things that hurt more, I think, Troy, than having somebody maybe that you really like, maybe even really love, 
but you can't spend a lot of time with them because you recognize that one of these three things, if not all three, manipulation, intimidation, and control, are very, very present sure, and very prevalent, I should say, in working in that person. And you really love that person or you really like them. Yeah. I've had people, I really liked them, man, but I could not be around them because those three or some variation of these three things were almost always in operation. So yeah. it was hard to even just go have some ice cream together without it, you know, something being said along those lines that, that I recognize was manipulation, intimidation, or control. Happens with families all the time. It happens with families all the time, yeah. man. It's, and it's, it's, it's sad from that perspective. But one of the things, as you were describing, the last thing that you just said, all I could see was unconditional love. Yeah. It's directly connected to unconditional love. Yes. Unconditional love, as your dad so eloquently put it to you, once I choose to love you, I love you. That's it. Now, that's God, right? Yeah. But if I can say it like this, God is not confused about how he's going to love you. Sure. He's not confused about how you respond to his love. Sure. Or the lack of response to his love. He's not confused about it at all mm -hmm. when he says, my love towards you is unconditional, right? There's no compromise in that. No. Because he's the one that establishes what a true definition of love is because God is love. God is love. And, and, so I, and so here we have the greatest example of how to, once again, how to stay out of the areas of manipulation, intimidation, and control. And part of it is being okay with unconditional love, unconditional friendship, but understanding the definitions are different because we're not talking about compromising love, mm -hmm. compromising friendship. That's right. That's when you begin to get open to That's right. manipulation intimidation and control. I believe you're absolutely right. So for, for some of you guys that may deal with this, listen, sometimes you have to take an assessment of where you are in your friendship. Sometimes you have to take an assessment of where you are in your relationships. Uh, I even go further. You have to take an assessment of where you are in your marriage. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if, if there's, I, I'm a, I'm a, cause we, we already, I'm pretty sure. All right. We, 20 some minutes into this, I'm pretty sure there's some people that's already irate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me let me say this, okay? Marriages that start with an ultimatum usually do not end up well, okay? Uh, from my own experience, what I've seen, okay? Expound. So you. If you love me, that kind of ultimatum. Yeah. If you love me, yeah. you'll do you, this, yeah, you'll that's do the that. Thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I got you. And if you if you do that kind of stuff, it just not doesn't end up well. Both my daughters, I, my youngest daughter is in college now, and I did talk to her. I talked to my oldest daughter too, uh, before she went to college, and I told them, I said, "Do you you, you know your dad loves you? Yes. You know I love you." And they said, "Yeah." So you know for sure I love you. Yeah. And have I ever told you that if you love me, you would do something for me? And they right. No. I said, no, "No other man should either." Right. That's awesome. You go off to school. No other man should ever tell you Beautiful. that if you love me, 
you'll do this or you'll do that. Beautiful. You've never seen me demonstrate that. Right. You've never seen me uh, behave that way. Right. And, and so you should not accept that from any other man. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, because that kind of stuff does not end up well. That's right. The abuser usually starts with ultimatums, right? Yep. Matter of fact, the adulterer yeah. usually starts with ultimatums. They don't see it that way, yes. but the seed is planted, yes. right, yep. when, when you give that ultimatum. Because yep. now you're controlling that person yep. through something that you want to happen. That's exactly right. And this happens with men and women. Yep. So I, I need people to take an assessment. I'm not, now, listen, I'm not telling you that you need, <laughs> you need to leave your husband <laughs> and your wife. That's oh not what God. I'm saying. I'm saying what you need to do is you need to assess your relationships. The best way to assess it. Have Holy Spirit help you yes. to assess those relationships. Sure. And then once you get the assessment of that, like, what do I do now? Ask Holy Spirit, what do you need to do about it? Yes. Right? Yes. More than likely, he's going to tell you pray. Yeah. And, and do that. But usually when they have ultimatums at the beginning or in the middle or somewhere in the relationship, it just doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't it, work it, well. it, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's a simple reason because it is still a form of manipulation. It absolutely is. You know? It's still a form of, and it's really, you know, once again, manipulation, intimidation, control. Mm -hmm. You know, you could almost say manipulation and intimidation results in control. You really can. You really can, yeah. couldn't you? And so here you have manipulation, but it's also intimidation, the if you. Yeah. Okay, so if I don't comply, yeah. there's a bit of an indication you're you're not coming out and saying you're going to leave me or you're not coming out and, you know, say, but but there's some intimidation there too because there is the implication that if I don't meet your expectation, yeah, there's something negative that's going to come from that. And that's that's not what God has called anybody. Anybody. None of us. On any level to operate in towards another human being. No. It's just not. So you mentioned the word motive before. Yes. And that, that brings me to a different point. Okay. So in Acts chapter 16. Okay. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Acts chapter 16. Uh, I'm in verse 16. And okay. you have Paul and Silas just simply out doing the work of God. Okay. Right. It says, now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. It's important to know why she was doing what she was doing yes. and why she was allowed to do what she was doing. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. What was very interesting about this story, when you start to break it down, mm -hmm. is this young girl who was possessed with the spirit of divination right. was following them and was telling everybody who they were. And what she was saying was true. It was absolutely true. <laughs> it was absolutely true. Isn't that wild? It is wild. But so you say, okay, well, what's the problem? The problem is the motive. Motivation. I asked in a Bible class one time, and this is not a trick question. It just provokes thought. Okay. Okay. Can you tell the truth without being truthful? It provokes thought. Yes. Right? 
And here you have a young lady who's telling the truth, but not being completely truthful. Right. 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 The motive behind it, because if, if I can get these men of God on my side, yes, I can continue to operate. Right. I think you mentioned this earlier while we were in conversation, that double level of manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah certainly it was because they were manipulating her. Yes. And using her and, you know, and, and, and what her, what her function was, was then to turn around and try to manipulate and use Paul and his team. Correct. And what I loved about this is the Bible says Paul got annoyed. Yes. Yes. And this happened for a little while. It right. didn't just, Paul didn't just snap you know, into it was anger. Days. days. Yes. And then eventually Paul got annoyed. But when Paul got annoyed, what I love is he didn't even bother with the girl. Right. Bible says he turned and he said to the spirit. Yes. Right? Yes. Didn't talk to the girl. Right. He talked to what was operating inside the girl. That's right. And this is what we have to understand when this manipulation, intimidation, and control. I've been on this for probably about six months now. Okay. Just being reminded, we don't war with the flesh. Right. We, do, we don't war with the flesh. We right. don't war with the flesh. Right. And, and you just, con- I'm being constantly reminded of that, that my issue is not with the person. That's right. My issue is the spirit that's influencing the person. That's exactly right. We love the people. Yes. We despise that spirit, though. That's right. And that's what, what you see Paul display here. But once that, that whole hope of money was gone, which also shows you a little bit more of the motive behind the whole thing, then they were like, hey, we got to get these guys out of here. You know what's so interesting? It, it, they were only dealing with one group of people, mm-hmm. Paul and his team, in that moment. I don't know how many people think who may be familiar with this with this particular setting, this particular story, and I'm I'm really kind of it's a rhetorical question to our listeners. They can't respond back <laughs> unless you can. If you want to email us, please please feel free. But I wonder if anybody ever really thought about how many people that at that time were dealing with manipulation, intimidation, oh, sure. and control because of. See, I let my mind go, right, it, and go in a place that it's not in black and white on the page in, in that story. Yeah. But we do know they were operating like this with more than just Paul and his, and his guys. Sure. Because the, the, the men who were controlling her and profiting from, from her realized that they had just been put out of business. That tells me that they were going through the whole city. They might have had a whole, they may have had a traveling act. And I just thought for a moment, man, it just hit me. Wow, how many people in that city and maybe in in surrounding cities were perfectly fine until they came in contact with with her? Yeah, I see. You know? Well, the thing is, we do know they were making money before Paul and Silas showed up. That's my point. Yeah. You know, but you don't really think about those things, you know, until, you know, that's why I love to talk the word, man. We yeah. talk it out <laughs> and all of a sudden you begin to see all these different aspects, man. But, um, yeah, all three of them, all three are there. Manipulation, intimidation and control for sure. I, I got another example. This is this is an interesting one. This is one that I have a personal testimony about. And that is sometimes manipulation. And I, and I, and I hope this is helpful to our listeners. Troy, sometimes manipulation, intimidation, and or control will manifest itself in your physical body. 
in the form of sickness that you just can't get rid of. You go to the doctor, the doctor can't find out what's happening with you. They put you on medicine or they do CAT scans and they do MRIs and they do whatever, right? And they're, they're searching and they just can't find what's going on with you. And so if you're a believer, you might, if you have the right people in your, in your life or you, and or you have read enough of the word to maybe come to the conclusion that at least it's spiritual, yeah, but may still not understand the actual origin very well may be manipulation, intimidation, and control. Yeah. And I had a situation like that where I was dealing with pain in my neck and in my and in uh, the upper part of my neck and, and it would radiate into my shoulders and it was like it was like a toothache all the time, nonstop, all the time. And um, and it's so interesting, I won't get into the whole story, but the deliverance that I experienced came not from the several shots that I actually had pushed in between the vertebrae in my neck, in my spine, that only lasted three weeks, that was supposed to last six months, and only lasted three weeks because it wasn't physical, it was spiritual. Yeah. So the so my deliverance didn't come that way. My freedom from it didn't come that way. My freedom came from realizing that it was manipulation, intimidation, and control, and that it was time for us. I know this is going this is going to be a big one for people. It was time for us to leave the local church that we were a part of mm-hmm. that were operating in manipulation, intimidation, and control on a very, very, very deep level. Yeah. And we knew it when we were there, while we were there, and was trying to help the leader. And we finally got to a place where the Holy Spirit said, it's time to go because he's not he's not listening. Yeah. It's time to go. And when we left there, Troy, mm-hmm. all the pain left with it. See? All the pain. Le- that was at least eight years ago. At least eight, maybe ten years ago almost. Mm-hmm. Hadn't had an issue since. Yeah. Just by coming out from under because we had placed ourselves under that authority. That's what we talked about at the beginning with Dude, AM, right? <laughs> I hope I hope the listeners are catching this. It's a little deep, right? Yeah. But I hope you guys are catching this. You know, and we don't want you to be afraid. You know, you go you go to church and you feel a pain and you go, oh no, it's me. You know, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, start yelling at the pastor, Jezebel! Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It you know, we're just giving some examples so that you can go to God. That's the whole idea. Go to God. If you're dealing with any of these things that we're talking about, you said it earlier. Make sure you go to God. Yeah. And ask Holy Spirit to help you to understand what's happening and show you what's what's real from what's not. And then also help you, ask him to help you to know how to navigate that and walk out of that. Because, you know, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah. You know, that's the bottom line. Yeah, and, and and here it is again, man. This this the whole Mike thing is really a, a tactic of the enemy. This is really what he wants to do. He wants to manipulate you. He wants to intimidate you. He yes. wants to ultimately control you. He wants to ultimately control us. That's exactly um, right. And that's that's really what this is about. So at at, at no point is God's intent uh, to control you. His intent is for you to practice self control. Right? Yes. Yes. His intent is for you to control yourself, but he's showing you what's good, right? Yes. 
Um, so he, I think he says, I, I bear witness today before heaven. I place before you blessings. Blessing. And so and he curse. puts it out there in front of you and then tells you to choose. Yeah. But I'm I'm showing you this is the bad. Right. Then I'm going to show you this is the good. And, of course, he gives you a very strong suggestion which one to choose. Absolutely. But he doesn't take the choice from you. You have to choose it. You have to choose. Yeah, so it's not the ultimate intent for him to con- completely control you. It's not the ultimate intent for him to intimidate you. No. He's a good father. He, he is a good he father. He doesn't want you to be intimidated by him. Uh, he wants you to love him. But but within that that dynamic of choice, Troy, mm-hmm. God's given humans choice, right? But you know what's interesting about that? In a holy way, what he's looking for is submission. Absolutely. Because he knows how to get us from point A to point B. He knows how to get us from where we are to where he wants us to be. I know the thoughts that I have toward you. They're thoughts of good and not evil that I might bring you to, a, to an expected end, right? Mm-hmm. So as you were talking, what I saw was submission. Sure. Now watch this. If you don't submit to God, you'll submit to manipulation, intimidation, and control on some level. Sure. Coming from somewhat... Hey, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope you join us next time under Victory. Victory.